Hallelujah. If you could turn, uh, let's just start with uh, Mark 11 again. Uh, one of the greatest challenges, I believe, in all of our lives is that, um, that what we read in the Word of God, uh, the issue is not to get it into your heart, but the challenge is to get it into your life. Okay? And... Uh, and one of the things that is very important we understand is that in the early days of Christianity, we were not called Christians. It was something that happened in Antioch as a, as a sarcastic comment about us because the early church looked like small Christs, and that's where the word Christians came from. But before that, it was actually called the Great Confession. And... Uh, and all of us, more or less, we are immigrants to this country. And one of the first things you probably all realize when you come to this country, we don't talk the same way as where you came from. And when you come to Yorkshire, we don't talk as how you taught in school. Okay? <laughs> like, I thought first time I came, I think I went to the market in Leeds, and I thought, oh, everyone is so friendly because everything was like, what do you want, love? What do you want, love? Oh, here, love. Oh, sweet, we're really nice people here. Okay, until I realized they didn't mean a word of it. Okay, yeah, or when people greet you and say, How are you doing? I mean, you're going to answer, They're already gone. <laughs> it's like, uh, anyway, so one of the things that is very important is that, you know, we, we talk about we are, we are part of the kingdom of God. And one of the most important things, if you want to integrate in a new community, is to learn the language. Amen? It's like if you want to integrate, uh, enjoy the benefits, you have to learn to speak the language. But not only that, you also need to learn the culture. Because if you don't understand the culture, what you, you, you won't understand the language. What you will hear is words, but not the meaning of the words. So like, uh, you know, uh, what is they say about America and UK is like uh, we have a <laughs> no. There's two countries divided by the same language because of what what Americans use for words. It's not always the way we use it here. And uh, I don't know about in the Philippines, but at home in Denmark, I think we mostly are taught American English. So when I came to UK, there was a lot of words that were used here in UK. I'd never heard them before. And uh, because of uh, we, we were taught American English, and uh, and when you get used to uh, American English, you know uh, British English, when you go to America, when you realize it's all up, you know my my brother-in-law he used to say I need to put gas on. No gas, yes, so your car is not running on <laughs> gas, it's petrol. Okay, or uh, where is the wash? No, if you go to America, you ask where is the, where is the toilet? I don't know what you're talking about. I said washroom. Okay, uh, restroom, washroom, whatever it is. So it's very important to understand the culture. That's why so we're talking a lot about that it's so important to get to know God. Okay, because if you don't know God, yes, you can read the Word of God, but if you don't know God, you will process what you read in the Word of God according to who you are. Yeah. That's why that, you, you know, one of the books that is very dangerous is like the book of Revelation. Okay? Uh, because of every generation have their own interpretation of the book of Revelation. Why? Because they interpret it according to who they are. 
Okay, and uh, and I think that most of biblical prophecies is like you can see when it had happened, but you can't say this is this and this and this and this and this. And, you know, we're not into fortune telling. That's not what it is about. So, um, but in Mark 11, uh, I'm going to talk a lot about this because I think uh, something that uh, really start coming back to me in Mark 11 and uh, 2022 is again we say have faith in God for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith he shall have whatsoever he says and uh, and remember the Bible talks about that he, if you believe in your heart and confesses with your mouth, you shall be saved. And and as I said, the question is, how do I get the word of God when it's in my heart into my life, into my world? This is really the change. It's not enough that the word of God is in your heart. Romans talks about it. it's not enough that you believe in your heart that Jesus has saved you. Is when you confessing it with your mouth. Why? Because now the spiritual truth that is in your heart starts coming into your life. And I, I, I do, and, and that's where, but we need. You know, I, I grew up in the Word of Faith movement in the early days, and I think we took this kind of application of this too too far, where people start thinking we have to impress one another with our confession. No, most of your confessions you do in alone with God. Amen. You know, but well, many, when when I got saved, uh, I was on a roller coaster. One day I was on my way to heaven. The next day I was on my way to hell. All depending on how I behaved and so on and so forth. But I held on to my confession that I am saved by the blood of Jesus. I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe He came and died for my sin. I believe he resurrected again for my righteousness sake. I didn't say that to people around me. I said that in my own time where I spoke to myself because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the more I start talking about it, that reality that was in my heart, that Jesus had saved me, that I was saved and I'm now not on my way to hell, but I'm on my way to heaven, start becoming a reality into my world. Amen. And and I always say that with anything in the Word of God, the Word of God is very simple. Always look from the, from the beginning of salvation. How did I, you know, salvation is the greatest gift of all gifts? Amen. You know, you can get a billion dollars, you can get a billion pounds, you can, you can uh, whatever. Nothing compares to the salvation. This is the greatest gift. The Bible even says that why shouldn't God give you all the other things because He already given you the greatest gift of all. Amen. So the how did I so the way I receive the greatest gift of all is the same way I receive everything else. But because of that we are I, I think that we have many people don't really realize that when they become a believer, when they meet Jesus. They got crucified with him on the cross. So that the old person that we usually refer to is gone, dead, buried, non-existent. And you were also, when you died with Christ, the Bible says, you also resurrected with Christ. 
You are a new creation. You have to understand, when Jesus was resurrected, the people who spent three and a half years with him, 24-7, they couldn't recognize him. They couldn't, they, uh, one thought he was the gardener, the other thought he was a ghost, or whatever, either, but they couldn't recognize him. Why? Because he was a new creation. Yeah. And so are you. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest challenges that the devil, you know, one of the things that the devil wants us to do when we become Christians, he wants us spending our life trying to improve our own nature. Okay? I, I met so many people, oh, I'm hot tempered, how tempered. Who? What do you mean? No, what, you, what you're saying, that the old person was hot tempered. But that person is dead. So, we, so what we do is we try to improve the old nature because we, that's what the devil told us. Because hey, you know, see what? See you, you, you lost your temper there. You lost your temper there. You lost your. I see you. There, there's nothing new. And we start believing him. But we have to believe the word of God more than we believe our natural instincts. But I, when uh, here in UK, <laughs> I have to trust the traffic laws in the UK more than my natural instincts. Because when I stand crossing the road, I always look to the wrong side first. It's true. When we were in Denmark, uh, uh, not last time, the time before, I was driving into a roundabout. And I did it the right way, in the Danish way. But in the midst of that roundabout, it just hit me. Am I going the wrong way around? You know, it was like a really good thing. There's not a lot of traffic in Denmark. But it just panicked in the middle of a roundabout. And it taught me I must not trust any of my five physical senses. I this thing to become a believer. When we say Jesus is Lord, we're saying we trust you more than I trust my history, of our old history. I trust you more than my own experiences. I trust you more than my circumstances. I trust you more than whatever I've gone through before. Amen. So, so everything in the kingdom of God is opposite. And the kingdom, the world, the way, the spiritual world that we now have become a part of, the way we get it into our natural world, world is through our words. Okay, that's why it's called the Great Confession. Okay, but if you if you need you know it works in any area. If you need healing, how do you get it? How how do you get it into your world? You got it already in your spirit, but if the chance is not to get it into your spirit, the chance is to get it into from your spirit into your world, and we do that through our confession. Amen. So so when you when you feel symptoms in your body, what do you do? What do you confess? Do you confess? Oh yeah, I know so many other people have that disease. I know so many other people have risk better than the other. Or do you say, hey, no, my five physical senses are untrustworthy. My the, the history is untrustworthy. I trust when I chose to be make Jesus Lord. I trust His word above everything. Amen. So I so instead of saying, oh, I feel pain here, I feel pain here, I feel pain. What do you say? You say, by his stripes I have been healed. By his stripes I have been healed. And if I have been, I am. Amen. And it's something that is so important. And 
and, we, and it's something you, we, you and I, we have to learn to be very, very consistent because the way anything that is in the spirit realm, for that to get into your world, and this is what God wants you to have, is that is through your confession, through the words that you speak. Amen. How do you receive forgiveness? Through your confession. Amen. You, when you confess your sin, you know, forgiveness is a spiritual truth. How do you get it into your world? By you confessing your sin, and the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive you. Amen. But when the devil comes and, and, and plays with your emotions and says, oh, you don't feel forgiven, you still feel guilty, and you still feel this, discouraged, or whatever, no, don't trust it, because you have made Jesus Lord, and whatever he says goes. Whatever I feel does not work. Proverbs 3 5. Uh, we'll come back to this here. Proverbs 3 5. This is one of the key words that, uh, that, we all, that I always have to remind myself of. That it says here Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. And lean not unto your own understanding. And lean, you know, but I've seen a lot of so-called in the churches with the Christians that what they call wisdom is just common sense. Mm. It is a worldly wisdom, a worldly way of doing it, or oh, I'm wise. No, the Bible says, trust in him. Mm. His way is not your way. You know, when you, what is the natural thing for us to do when we are falling short? We hold back. What does the Bible say? Say, what, when you feel fall, fall short, you need to give. When you feel lonely, what do you have to do? <laughs> when you most of us we complain about other people. No, now you have to give your friendship. Whatever you need in the kingdom of God is completely opposite to the world. What you need is what you give. Amen. And it starts with in the world it starts with what you receive and when you give. No, in the kingdom of God it starts with what you give and when you receive. It's completely opposite. Okay, when you are in lack, the Bible says, as I talked about last Sunday, that when you are in lack, you sow. Amen. It's it's a and but but the world, you wisdom think, oh, I have to be responsible, I have to wish that we are. I'm telling you, there have been times where the window, well, I think I can't remember who said it, but said if it doesn't meet your need, make it a seed. Okay, you know, sometimes we, we, when I look back at my own life, it's so pathetic, really. But you have this little amount of money and you hold on to it like if it's your life depends on it and you can't buy anything for it anyway. But that little amount of money, oh, yeah, yeah. I hold on to it. No, you're far better off sowing it as a seed. No, but I, I, you know, again, when we say Jesus is Lord, he has said, I take responsibility for you. You know, but in one of the things in the kingdom of God, my job is not to protect myself. That's his job. Mm. Amen. Amen. You know, but uh, I, actually you'll see that faith starts with where you're vulnerable. Okay? That's where it starts. That's where, you know, when you and I, we came to Jesus, we all came to Jesus in a, in a, in a, in a state in our life where we were vulnerable. And we made ourselves vulnerable, and in that position, we received his salvation. Amen. So, trust in the Lord. That's faith. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. 
Trust in his ways, not your ways. Okay? And say, lean not onto your own understanding. You know, but in the world we think, oh, if I need this, I need that, I need to save, 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 save. And you know what? The more you save, the more you lose. Have you noticed that? Inflation, interest rates, uh, all these things. No. In the kingdom of God, if you need something, so. So. Give. So. Sow a seed and say, God, I trust you for this. God, I trust you for that. God, I trust you for this. But in the world system, is no, no. Oh, if I put 10 pounds aside every every single month and uh, in two, 200,000 years, I can afford to get whatever. You know, <laughs> it's like stupid, isn't it? And when inflation is eating it all up anyway, when now the thing you wanted to save up to is gone completely. Okay? No, the kingdom of God is... Beyond inflation, beyond recession. Why? Because we are not of this world. When we choose to operate in the kingdom rules, then God says, I will back you. Don't lean upon your own understanding. What do we do? You know, but what when someone uh, hurts you and whatever, what does the Bible say? In the world, say, I need justice. The Bible say, forgive them. Amen. Forgive them. You know, when I, I had a very hard day thing with, with this forgiveness thing because I thought that if I forgive someone, they're getting away with it. So I'm not going to forgive them. And you know what? Most you do, the only thing that happens if you don't forgive, you just let them keep hurting you. And they don't even know it. You know, as someone said to me once, you know, 50% of the votes, uh, you can't forgive. They don't know. And the other 50, they don't care. So the only one who suffers is you. Okay? So when we forgive, it's not for their sake. When we forgive, it's for our sake. So that we can be free. Amen? So that someone who have hurt you, let you down and whatever, that they don't carry on having an impact upon your future life. That's why we forgive. Okay, we, we, <clears throat> we have a greatest example of Jesus. Can you imagine Jesus hung on the cross? Hey, you guy down there, just waiting three days' time. I'm back. <laughs> he didn't say that. You know, what's out? Okay, what's your name? <laughs> you know, he said, Father, forgive him. Why did he say that? Because he, he was righteous in every deed. He, did, he was not impacted by other people's behavior towards him. He, he, he literally said, he did what he said, I only do what the Father shows me. Okay? And when he said, Father, forgive him, he said, I'm free. you cannot destroy me. No one can destroy you. Amen? The devil cannot destroy you. That's why forgiveness is such a powerful thing. How do we get it? Through our confession. Amen? Through our and this is where we need to encourage one another, motivate one another to learn to speak that way, because it's not common. It, no, that's why it's not common. Many, even amongst Christians, we talk common sense. We talk, oh, it's not wise, and so on. Or we call it counseling sometimes, or whatever, or comfort, or whatever it is. No, we need to learn to teach and encourage one another and say, no, 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 hold on to your confession. Amen. Hold on to the boldness of your confession because there are great rewards. Amen. You know, like you know, with your finances, you know, oh, I'm always in lack. Yes, you, you know, you will always be in lack. No, you need to say, I am always in abundance. Amen. John 10:10. 10, 10, he came to give life, 
more abundantly. Matthew 6.33 says that if I seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all these other things, no, and these are the things that you need to sustain yourself in this physical life. Okay? He will add unto you. He will add on to you. Hold on to that confession. Hold on. I, 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 first time I heard a testimony, there was a, he was one of the first guys who got saved through uh, David Wilkerson's ministry in New York. And uh, I don't know if I can pronounce his name rightly. He sounds like a mafia gangster. Uh, or Sony, Akbun Sony, or something like that. And he ended up in, he, he, he never thought you could get out of New York because he grew up in the gang mentality. But when he got saved, Jesus said to him, you can go anywhere. He, and he said, he kept walking until he ended up in Los Angeles. Anyway, he had a ministry over there. And I remember he shared it at a meeting in London. And he said, this thing that uh, they were very short of everything. And there came a lot of people to, uh, to, to, to their house to eat and so on. And I think they had nothing in the kitchen. And then now I said, so what do you do now? Are you... Do you, do you let your empty kitchen speak to you, or do you let the Word of God speak to you? And he said, they you know, confessed that we have more than enough, there is no lack, our kitchen is full, it's amazing, there's so much food in this kitchen and so on. And miraculously, God filled the kitchen. And it's so important, we, but, but most of us say, ah, but we know, ah, yeah, but we, ah, we know, but we, how is that going to happen? That's none of your business. It's not of my business. My business is I need to hold on to my confession. So many times, so-called wisdom had talked believers out of miracles. So, so many times, so-called wisdom had talked people out of uh, getting their healing. You know, I usually say, when I used to do this healing school in Leeds many years ago, I usually say to people, I'll always come a Christian on your way. And they will come and say to you, oh, I know someone who had the same illness as you. Oh, what happened to them? Oh, they died. <laughs> so, because, you know, like, it's like you, know, you, know, you know, in the world, they say, oh, you know, don't, don't get your hopes up. You know? in, in Denmark, we have this horrible song, say, don't fly higher than the wings can carry you. You know, it's, because of, you know, I think it's, it's this Greek, uh, story about this, this guy, I can't remember his name, who flies so high and then the wings melting in the sun or something. And, and so, so in Danish culture, it's something, don't fly higher than the wings. You know, don't get your hopes up. And, okay? But you know, that's not what the Bible says. Amen. Yes. Try and go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Yeah. I, I like it in the King James Version. Okay. Uh, I found it funny, Bill Johnson, he's got a ca coffee cafe in, in his church. It calls Hebrews. So you say, now faith is the substance. Yeah. Now faith is the substance, and notice what I say, of things hoped for. Yeah. Hoped for. So I'm telling you, get your hopes up. Yes. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, when you hear healing, hope comes. Now, faith makes that hope into 
substance. How? Because I declare it. Amen. I shall live and not die. I shall live and not die. I have a long life. Amen. Whatever symptom you feel in your body, that's because I'm not old. That's because my body is deceived. Amen. Amen. And, and I know it sounds very difficult for because we, we are so embraced in this culture of that. Oh, but you can see there's no hope of it. You know, oh, they're going home to Jesus. And you know, most, most people who stand in faith or talking about healing, they don't believe it. Because of it, it's just like we have to do something. No, you have to believe healing is available today. Amen. Not tomorrow, not sometime. Today. Uh, provision is available today. Whatever you need, he will look after you. Because he said, I am your provider. Yeah. How can he, you know, if Jesus said, I am your provider, and he don't provide, he can't say he's your provider. But many of times, before, just before the breakthrough or manifestation in the natural, someone with so-called earthly wisdom comes and talk you out of it. Okay? I, I remember a guy in Denmark. He said to me, oh, yeah, yeah, read away. Oh, I, 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 I taught prosperity and so on and so on. And, I don't, and every time I stood so-called in faith, things and whatever, and he, he, he lost his nerve, and then he went to the bank and got a loan. Okay? No, if you are so, hold on. If you sold seeds, you don't need to. I'm telling you, in America, I don't know if it's in UK, but in America, a lot of churches are in big trouble financially because of they're being so dependent on the banks. So now the banks are calling in the loans on the church buildings, and now suddenly they can't pay. Okay, so they're losing their building and all sorts of things. In okay, and this is where we have to rely on a system that is not of this world, that is built on whatever a man so he shall weep. Amen. And I learned uh, when I listened to the old Kenneth Hagin tapes, uh, I, one, one sentence I learned from Kenneth Hagin was that if I go down, I go down standing on the word of God. Amen. Now, I'm telling you, but many of times we, when we stand and when the devil, oh, but, but you know what, you know, you can, you can borrow this, and, you know, we can borrow this. And you know, and it, sounds, it sounds so reasonable, isn't it? As I said to Past day, the other day, you know, this is how age changed you. When I was younger, when I saw a fancy car, I said, Wow! <laughs> okay, now when I see a fancy car, I say, Dead! Every time I see a beast, I was just thinking, Poor guy! <laughs> he had to kill himself to pay for that car. Okay. When, you know, so that's how age changes you, I think. But So every time I walk in there in the morning, I see one fancy car after another. You used to say, wow, that's amazing. And I say, oh, poor guy. You have to pay that one off. You have to kill him. So you have to wake up so early in the morning just to pay off that car. Okay? Anyway, but we have to learn to confess. And we have to learn not to be moved by what we see. Moved by our circumstances. I think that the majority of Christians, they look at the circumstances and then they start their faith from their circumstances. No, we, we don't be, that's not the way. You know, we, 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 here in Mark 11, it talks about that uh, whoever says to the mountain, 
I think many Christians have been taught how to live with the mountain, how to climb the mountain, but the Bible says you should speak to it. Amen. You should speak to it. Speak. Don't try to climb the mountain. Speak to it. No, climb the mountain is when I learn to live with it. I, I make myself comfortable with it or whatever. No, the Bible says if you have a mountain in your life, speak to it. Okay? Don't let it speak to you. Don't let, don't lie down on the back of your on your bed every night thing and then let your mountain speak to you. No, you speak back. Amen. And I'm telling you, that's the only way you can control your mind is through your confession. Because when your mouth speaks, your brain has to listen. So have you, know, have you ever we, we, some, have you ever tried to think about the word of God? And when suddenly another thought comes in, another thought comes in, another thought comes in, but when you start confessing the word of God, there is close for other thoughts. Because when your mouth speaks, your brain has to listen. And that's why it's called the great confession. Don't think, it's not who believes in his heart and think. No, it's he who believes in his heart and confess. Amen. When he confess, yeah, but yeah, that looks foolish, that sounds foolish, you know, but it's better to look foolish to prosper than to look great and decline. Amen. It's better to look foolish to prosper than to look wise and decline. Number, I tell you know, I had I had a friend, and uh, he he heard me something about a prosperity message. I didn't even know what kind of car existed. He came to the Bible school, and he was on benefits, and he came in with brand new. This is a, you know, I think apart from Singapore, Denmark is probably the most expensive country in cars. Okay, so he came in with brand new Master Nine. Six nine. I never heard of that car. I heard six two six or whatever, but nine. And I said, oh, "Hey, what happened here? Yeah, yeah, God bless me." Well, I said, "How?" The bank gave me a loan. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a blessing. But he was focused on the thing. Okay, he was focused on the thing. But the not the thing is not the blessing. That that actually became a debt trap for him. Okay, because everything he had, he, he, he lost it because he had to pay off that car. And ultimately, they came and repossessed the car. And, you know, and, and when, you know, when you get repossessed something, it's not just where they take the thing away from you. You get a mark on your credit rating that will affect you in the future, whatever. And because of, he thought blessing is in the natural and not in the spirit. He thought it was about showing I'm blessed. No, he misunderstood it. Did God want him to have a big car? Yes, of course, but get it in the right way. Don't sign your life off to all these sorts of debts because it's, uh, I think someone said to me, mortgage, uh, I think it was John Evansini who said, mortgage actually means death trap. Okay? And, uh, and, uh, and we, must, we, we must come out of that kind of lifestyle where we finance things the way the world finances, we come out of that lifestyle, we get healed the way the world gets healed, we come out of that lifestyle that we, we think we can be live good lives the way the world lives. Denmark officially is supposed to be one of the happiest countries in the world, and yet one of the countries with the greatest consumption of these, we call them happy pills, you know, they consume them, you know, so they think they're happy, they're not happy, they just, they just don't. 
<laughs> no, I'm so happy. Oh, yeah. No, okay. But anyway, so Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the substance uh, uh, hope for. Faith is the substance things hope for. So get your hopes up. I'm, I'm not going to stay like this forever. Uh, my circumstances is not going, you know, anything in the natural is subjected to change. That is what it talks about in the mountain. Whatever mountain you have in your life, just speak to it. Oh, but now I'm old age. Don't, don't hold on to that confession. Amen. 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 And it works, you see. I look 25. How many years have you heard me say that? <laughs> it works. <laughs> okay. So now, so we are called really to uh, our mouth is what is the gateway that gets anything you see in the Word of God. Once you've read it, got it in your heart, now from here, now you start confessing it. Okay, Catholics, is to, uh, they, they emphasize so much. They, confession is not just about your sins, it's a part of it. Okay, how do you get, as I said, how do you get rid of your sins? Confessing it. How do you get rid of your poverty? Confessing it. How do you get rid of your illness? Confessing it. How do you get rid of whatever it may be? Confessing. 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 And if you go to Romans 4, 7, 17, this is, uh, this is one of my favorite verses. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him who he believed. Even God, this is what I want you to see, even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Amen. Even God and called those things which be not as though they were. Amen. And I'm telling you, this is something we need to get back into the center of our Christianity, that we need to call things, even if you can't see it, as they were. Amen. I, I heard an early testimony about Jerry Chevelle when he started following Kenneth Copeland, and he said he had nothing, and the little they had, he dropped it on the way to, to Fort Worth, where Kenneth Copeland was, and they dropped it on the road, and he said, I was so embarrassed, I wouldn't even go back and pick it up, because it was so bad. And... Uh, and then they got into a house, and they didn't have any furniture or whatever. And what, what they did was that they, they imagined. Okay? So they said, this is here, the table is, this is here. And basically, they, they taught them to say, you, know, you can't walk there, that's where the table is. And now, that's how, that looks foolishness for the human natural mind. But it's the wisdom of God. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And faith needs to have a corresponding action. Amen. No, don't start. No, but once you have sown a seed for something, now don't pray for it anymore. You now just say, thank you, I have received it. Thank you, Jesus. Now, it's in the spirit. Now, the way you got it into your world, you're confessing it. Remember in Genesis chapter 1, where was God? The light was in God. How did God get what was in him into the world? He said, let there be light. What was in God, the way he got into the natural, it was by what he confessed, what he proclaimed. Amen. No, but if you, you know, 
Don't speak about your failures. Speak about your hope. Yes. Amen. Don't speak about what you should have done or could have done or maybe it should, whatever. No, speak about what God will do. God is going to turn it around. The late Earl Roberts, he, he, he used to say, every, every broadcast he had, he, started, he used this way, something good is going to happen. Amen. Even that sentence goes completely against the world. What is it? Oh, we're saving for a rainy day. We, we don't know what is around the corner. No, have you know, it's all negative. You know, it's a, we don't know. What we don't know, you know. No, no, we know. Because we shall, we know that we as believers, we go from glory to Amen. glory. Amen. My, you know, we, we're not going backwards, we're going upwards. You know, yesterday was great, today is, is greater, and tomorrow will be even greater. Why? Because this is how it works with God. Amen. Anything that God does, keep improving, keep increasing, keep growing. Uh, I still haven't figured out this thing that, that the, how the universe can keep growing. They say, you know, they say the universe just keep growing. What, what does it grow into? You know, think about it. The words that God spoke in Genesis chapter 1, let there be light, is still working today. Yes. Amen. The word of God produces what it says. Now, for you, you and I, the, what, that is what grace is. Grace is that you shouldn't do anything. Grace is that I can be a co-worker with Jesus. And when I speak, when I take the word, acting the word, speaking the word, now the word will not just be here, it will start manifesting in my life. And it's not just for a special few. It, it isn't. It's for everyone. Whosoever. Whosoever say it. Whosoever say it. Whosoever say it. Whosoever, you know, you can include yourself. It's not the anointed preacher. It's not the anointed visitor, a special chosen whatever. It's whosoever chooses to take that word. Amen. Start confessing this. Start confessing this. You know, many people who think we are stupid is probably because they've been told so many times we are stupid. Okay? And now because they don't know their identity in Christ, we start saying what other people say about them, and now we start agreeing with it. Don't agree with this. Amen. It, it is so important what, what you say with your words, because your words create. Your words create. Build your life, build your reality on the Word of God. This is what it means, building your reality. The Word of God is not a philosophical thing where we just have it in our head. No, it's supposed to work. That's why in Mark it talks about these signs shall follow them that believe they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is why in Corinthians it talks about that we are ambassadors. Amen. We are supposed to represent something. Not in words, but in deeds. Amen. When you go to the Filipino embassy in London, they don't say, oh yeah, it is here. No, if you can't see it, no, you can't see it, but it is. It's supposed to represent something. And so are you. You are the embassy of the kingdom of God, wherever you are. Amen. Now, start talking. So, so the first thing something happens, learn to say what God says. Learn to say what God says. Learn to say what God says, okay? In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, 
No, let, no, follow, let's go to Romans 10, 9, 10. This is where words create, okay? But if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And you know that salvation, you can actually, you know, that's why I like the word salvation. You can apply the word salvation to anything. You can be saved in your finances, you can be saved in your body, you can be saved in your soul, you can be saved in your history, you can be saved in, you know, you name it. Don't let all these rubbish things that has gone on in, your, in the world before, do not let that dictate your future. I wrote, I wrote once on Facebook that you, know, that you need to be more loyal to your future than you are to your past. Okay? Start confessing it. Yeah, but I sound stupid. I look stupid. It's more, even more stupid that someone else who don't even know anymore hurt you. Okay? That's even more stupid. It's even more stupid that, that you get limited by your circumstances because of this is how it is. So unwise. That's even more stupid when you know that the Bible says, with God all things are possible. So now, take the word, work the word. Yeah. As I told you last time, you know, everything, every spiritual truth. Why did Gabriel need to come down and speak to Mary? Why did he, couldn't he just say, bang, Mary, you are, you're pregnant. No, there, there was a, well, why did he have to send Gabriel? Because Gabriel had to speak the words. He had to confess into this reality. And then the Holy Spirit came upon her. And it's the same thing that happens in your life. But when you say, I'm going to be wealthy, now the Holy Spirit takes that uh, word and empowers it. Okay? And now you hold on to your confession. Don't just say it once. Oh, you know, Jesus, didn't say, Jesus did not say, try it. He said, do it. Okay? You know, like uh, someone said to me, oh, but I, uh, what I'm telling you now, it doesn't work because I gave this and it doesn't work. I said, you got exactly what you said. It doesn't work for you. That's what you said. Okay? You, instead, you should have said, no, it works. My harvest is on its way. It's growing. If it takes a little bit longer, that means it's going to be a little bit bigger. Amen? That's why be not deceived. And this is in connection with sowing and weaving. It's not in deceiving, but it's not in connection with <coughs> is Jesus coming tomorrow or whatever. No, this will be not deceived. It is in context of sowing and weaping. And as I said to you last time, you've sown enough seeds, hold on to your confession, your house is coming in. Learn to make it a habit. When there's something you hope for, sow a seed, sow a seed, sow a seed. So we we'll see. Don't I mean just start thanking God. Don't don't say oh Jesus. Say thank you Jesus. Amen. Say thank you Jesus. Thank you I'm healed. Thank you I'm healed. I heard a preacher. He had problems with one leg, and it was so painful. So he learned. To, so he starts saying oh thank you Jesus. My left leg is fine, and I got so he didn't focus on the pain. He focused upon God. But we have been so, yeah, but, but this is, this is, uh, 
but this is this is uh, not normal. No, you're not. You are peculiar people. Amen. You're supposed to be weird. I say some of you say, oh, yeah, I knew. <laughs> I, I, I do a good job with that. <laughs> but you know what? But it's, you have to say, when you start realizing the power is in your mouth. John Austin, the late John Austin, he said he, he, he had a sermon called, There's a Miracle in Your Mouth. Okay? There's a miracle in your mouth. You know, but, uh, we, have a, we have a swear word in Danish. It's actually interesting. Say something, say something like, let cancer eat me. You know, sure. And I'm telling you, so many people die of cancer. Okay? Yeah, but, yeah, but you know what uh, it's too fast words. No, the Bible says you get what you say. You get what you say. Yeah, but that sounds like stupidity uh, or, or naive or whatever. When, okay, you be wise and get nothing. Let me be naive and receive a blessing. Amen. We are faith people. We are faith people. We are not, we are not philosophers. We are not any, we are faith people. Our, the only thing we have, we trust in him. We trust him. Why, why do you think you can get healed? Because I trust in him. Why do you think God can make you debt free? Because I trust in him. Why do you think God will provide for you? Because I trust in him. Amen. This is, this is why we are called, this is why it's called faith. It's not called understanding. It's called faith. It's not called understanding. I don't need to agree with God. I need to believe in him. Okay, it's two different things because so much we think we so much have been directed to our intellect. Okay, no, is in faith. It's faith. You know, but when Heidi Baker she started in Mozambique, it didn't really work out very much, and they they really killed themselves in hard work and so on. And when she went to Toronto and and God met her, and then she went back to Mozambique, and it just all exploded. Why? Because now she put a faith in him. Put faith in him. Put faith in him. And you know that Mozambique would be the worst place of all, I would think, to start a mission work, because there is all sorts of crazy things going on in this country, and yet God protects her. Why? Because faith in him. The safest place in the world is where God wants you to be. Okay? Faith, have faith in Him. 2 Corinthians 5 7. says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Remember that next time you're looking at your bank application. You walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Have you noticed your bank statement can speak to you? Hello. You can't. I mean, I mean you can't. You can't. You can't. But you need to speak back and say, I can. Because all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. You know that 
I would love to, one of the things that I would love to know, what happened to the woman who threw the two coins afterwards? Because I don't think she will be known anymore for the woman with the two cards. Why? Because she gave everything. Amen. She gave everything. You know, but one of the, have you ever thought about uh, with, uh, you know, the, the, the madman, the capitalists, the man who was uh, possessed by a, a legion of demons? And when next, uh, when after he's been delivered, when he's dressed, have you ever thought where the dress came from? They were out in the middle of nowhere. Did you think, oh, hey, Peter, take off your clothes and give it to him? <laughs> no. Jesus had already prepared. No, your provision is already prepared. Amen. Amen. It's not like you say, oh, 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 army, oh, hang on a second. I need to get Gabriel out to get some shopping to do. He's already prepared it. It's already there. Uh, Robert Sliana, when he was a child, he, he wrote this book, I was in heaven. Now, I don't think it was like that because it's again, you have to understand how God, he had to communicate in images that you understand. So for eight years, so he, Robert Sliana, he said something like, uh, he saw this big storehouse in heaven. Uh, for me, it was a bit, sound more like a horror story. He saw that uh, limbs and legs and arms and all sorts of things. And when Jesus said to him, now he asked, why are we here? Because he said, People on earth have not asked for it. Okay? It's, your provision is already secured. But because of the, the people of God, they have not been taught, you need to speak it into being. You need to confess. And, and, not, and you know, in your, I don't know, I, I, I wonder why do we call it quiet time in, 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 in English? I have my quiet time. Okay? And then they, they were telling God everything. I <laughs> said, God, said, oh, I thought it was quiet time. <laughs> you know? But when you, are, when you are in your alone, speak, make your confessions. As I said to you, when you sow a seed, don't just give it and then forget about it. Go home and write it down in a book so that you remind yourself. And every day you can hold that book up before God and say, This is my field. Thank you, Jesus. I will weep. I will not be deceived. I will not be deceived by worldly wisdom. You know, the worldly wisdom of worldly common sense is a killer with your faith. Okay? Is it, can you remember when Jesus said, oh, when he told the disciples about it, he had to be crucified? And so what did Peter do? No, oh, no, let it not be so. And uh, let's see if I have a scripture here. Uh, uh, Mark 8.33 Mark 8.33 Say And he spoke that saying openly and Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Can you imagine Peter? He rebuked Jesus. I, I sometimes say to some pastors that get discouraged, I say, you know, it's like, look what Jesus had to go through. <laughs> but, but, but have you thought about why did Peter rebuke him? It was because Peter now, he thought, 
wow, I'm amazing. Because just prior to this, he had this amazing revelation that you are Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, oh, only my Father in heaven. Oh, so Peter, he fell, oh, I am the Pope. Okay? <laughs> now, I am the Pope. And I'm telling you, all of what I'm telling you now only work in the context of discipleship. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? It all it only works in the context of discipleship. It's not like I'm just a, a lone ranger, I'm just doing a, whatever. No, it works in context of discipleship. Okay, and uh, so, but say, but this is what is interesting. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, "Get we behind me, Satan! Get we behind me, Satan! Come on, can you imagine? Oh, what happened in church today? The pastor called me Satan. <laughs> you know, some of the meetings Jesus had must have been really weird." He turned the tables upside down, chased the congregation around, can you have a whip? Can you? Wow, very exciting meeting, see? <laughs> okay. And so and people they get upset. Oh, they forgot to say hello. Okay? They are so unfriendly, they forgot to say hello. I mean, you go to the church of Jesus, he will beat you up and chase you around the building, call you see. <laughs> okay. But now, but notice what he's saying when he's when referring to Satan. He said, For you save it's not the things that be of God, and this is what I want you to see, but the things that be of men. Now, like what Peter says sounds like human wisdom. It sounds even caring, protecting. But Jesus said, No, it was of Satan, because, but you only care about the things that be of men. So, like for example, we, what do we say sometimes? What do we say sometimes? I'm only human. So you're really saying you're only demonic. No, the, the worldly wisdom is poison when it comes to your faith. Remember, in Proverbs, lean not onto your own understanding. Don't lean onto your culture. Don't lean on. Trust Him. Trust Him. Trust Him. Trust him, but the things that be of men. Okay. So when someone says to you that, oh, you say, thank you, I am healed. Thank you, I received my healing. And so on. So, yeah, but you know, you have to be a realistic. You, you need to say, like Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Okay. You have to understand that, that you know, here is, is Satan is written in capital. That you and I, we can be a vessel for both, depending on what we say, what we hear. And you know, the attacks that you come under does not come from the world, because you can defend yourself against that. Okay? The worst attacks is where, where, where what I call this common sense Christianity, because it looks like wisdom, but it's demonic. Just like, because it takes you out of the will of God. Okay? It takes you out of the will of God. Like Peter, he probably sounded carry. Can you imagine? Peter thought, I thought, I thought I did Jesus a favor here. I, I protected you, Jesus. I, I tried to take the pain away from you, Jesus. And then he, and then you call me Satan. I need counseling now. <laughs> 
Okay, it is, and it's uh, because we are, we have to learn to live in this supernatural realm in the natural realm. Okay, it, it is so, it's so vital. So where we learn to speak with our mouth. You know, James talks about the, our tongue is like a rudder. It decides with the direction where you're going. Are you going the world's way? Are you going the kingdom way? Okay, it talks about the tongue can put things on fire. It can create life or death. Okay? It can, you know, life and death. That's the power you have in your mouth. You know, life and death, you know, your finances can die or your finances can live. Your emotions can die or your emotions can live. Your you know, your physical body can die or you can live. It's in your tongue. It's, this is, this is what I saw is that, but this is how I get it from my heart into my life. Keep confessing, keep confessing, keep confessing. Keep holding on to your confession. Keep holding on, despite of what you see, because I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by my circumstance. Speak to the mountain. Okay, there's an interesting thing that uh, the woman with the issue of blood uh, is in... Is in I think it's uh, you know it's in I think it's in Mark is mentioned. Uh, let me see. Why do I? Um, uh, yeah, five Mark five twenty eight Mark five. Mark five twenty eight. It's uh, now you know the woman with the issue of blood. This is one who comes and touches Jesus, and. Um, you know, I, I always find, find it fascinating. Jesus said, who touched me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when Judah said, check your wallet. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but, she said, but notice what she say in verse 28. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. So 28, for she said... For she said, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. She spoke. She said it. She said it. And you will find it so, you know, I talked about Abraham and Abraham and Abraham last time. And you know, you know, I think Abraham and Sarah were being the laughing stock in the desert at that time. Uh, Hey, father of many nations, where's dinner ready? Yes, mother of many nations, I'm coming now. And when we all have bitter winds, weird people. <laughs> weird people. Okay. Yeah. Hey, father of many nations, all he's got is camels or whatever he may be. <laughs> you know, but he was, but, you know, like, the only person you need to impress is God. Okay? don't need to impress anyone else as, because he's the only one who can transform your life. We, and we need to learn that at every level of our life. Okay? Don't kill yourself to buy something to impress someone else who don't care. Amen? It, it, it's, it's so funny that we, 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 we're trying to impress them. Most of the time, they don't care. Okay? <laughs> it is your new shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> and now you've been killing yourself to get that one. No. You're, 
taking extra hours, extra shifts, uh, you know, but, and not realizing you're paying it all to the tax office anyway. And, you know, okay, I mean, and when you get old, say, where is my life gone? Okay, anyway, but she spoke to herself. She said to herself, and that's again the key here confession is my confession is not to impress you. She spoke to herself. She spoke to herself. She spoke to herself. Uh, Romans, no, so there we've done that before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, Romans 4, yeah. Um, uh, now, back to this thing, I just want to say this thing about it only work in terms of discipleship, okay? One of the scariest things in the Word of God, I find, is that Aaron, who was the high priest, appointed by God, God approved him, and so on. But every time Aaron became distant from Moses, he became a false prophet. Now, this is scary. You know, when Moses was up on the mountain, what did he do? He created the golden calf. And when he said to him, and if you read it, he says that this is your Yahweh, the one who brought you out of Egypt. Okay? And and, and, and that's what I'm saying. So, like, when, when Aaron was with Moses, everything that he did was approved by God. You know, like, I met people who practice this thing about confession, but they're not a part of anything, and it does not work. Because it, you know, the Great Commission, go into all the world and make disciples. Why does it not work? Because authority can never be taken. It can only be received. Okay? And authority comes ultimately from God, but the way it's handed to you and me is through people. Do you understand? It is so important that all because people have come to me and say, "Oh, this thing doesn't work." Yeah, but when say, "Okay, they don't go to any church." So if they go to a church, they just in the church, but not part of the church because of they have heard from God. If they will go with you as long as they agree, but I'm telling you, discipleship is that you don't go in agreement; you go in faith. Because in a, a disciple, we, you know, we are ultimately disciples of Jesus. We don't understand Jesus. We believe in Jesus. Our, our aim is not to understand him. Our aim is to trust him. Okay? So, so, so when he says you can have what you say, then you trust him and start saying what he says. Yeah, but I don't understand. It doesn't matter. Okay? It doesn't matter. I don't let worldly reasoning steal from. You can read about that in Numbers chapter 12, but every time, but know that, and when you know that, so when Aaron, he was the high priest, and so on, and when he came up again, it's a really similar situation as with Peter. Is he the only one who can hear from God? Because me and Miriam, we are older than Moses. So, as you say, they start with Cuckoo's Clan. Because they say, oh yeah, but just because you married this Ethiopian woman, you know. It's not really. They always, it's like when someone don't like you or whatever, they, have no, they always come in plural. 
some of us <laughs> it's never I don't like you now some of us <laughs> and I'm not the only one so who is the other one yeah, some of us you know. <laughs> so so you become worldly now you know they, they always talk about themselves in third person yeah. some of us okay anyway but it works in discipleship okay mm-hmm. because that's where the empowerment comes from the authority comes from that you know but but the, 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 the sons of Skevas, they, they tried to cast out demons and the demons turned around. They basically did he, what Paul did, but the thing is, they were not under authority mm-hmm. and therefore they couldn't receive authority. And Jesus actually called that, I've never seen any greater faith when he talked about the Roman centurion. Okay, so anyway, so, uh, so, so, I say, so it's always important to understand I am always a disciple. And I'm telling you where God puts you and where God has set you and, uh, you know, that can be as a leader or not a leader or for whatever it may be, always remember it's not because you're perfect. It's because God has made the decision. No one has perfect parents. No one had a perfect boss. No one had a perfect upbringing. No one had, no, no, none of us have, you know. But the thing is, we have to live with it. No, imagine Jesus, you know, he had to entrust himself into the womb of Mary, who he knew was not perfect. Because he was perfect, he didn't need to come. Okay? You know, you know we, as, 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 as in the army, as a, you don't salute the person, you salute the rank. The person who ca- carries the rank can be a nightmare, but you but it's not the person you salute. It's not the person you honor. It's the rank. Do you, do you understand? Some people they say, oh yeah, but I have no problem submitting to people I consider are more gifted than me. No, 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 no. Now you're still in your own God. You are where God placed you. Okay? And I'm telling you, there's not one position that is greater than the other. It's just something we have made up in our human brain. That, oh, Benny Hinn or Reinhard Bonger, very recent here. No, 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 there is no such thing as that in, in the kingdom of God because each and every one is important. Why? The value is not based upon what we do, the value is based upon what he did. And it was the same blood that saved Benny Hinn that saved you. And therefore, you have the same value. It's the same price that is paid. They are not more valuable than you. Why? Because the price was the same. So this thing we have is a human way. And we need to get rid of it. Okay? We, we have to get rid of these things. So um, the last thing, uh, uh, Hebrews 10, 23. Well, that's actually a good way of ending this. Hebrews 10, 23. So let us hold hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Okay? And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so on. But let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Do you know what? For none of us that comes natural. That's why fellowship is important. Not fellowship for the sake of having a good time. That's okay. But it's not the main purpose. The main purpose is to encourage what is that? To do the word of God. So when someone is discouraged or whatever it may be, you know, don't, it's, not, it's not comfort they need. They need encouragement. And that put courage back into you, remind you, no, 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 don't say that. Hold on to your confession. Amen. This is why, because none of us can do it on our own. Okay, we are not called to be on our own. If God can, if God looks at Adam and say, "It's not good for man to be alone," you know, and yet we meet charismatics who thinks we know better than God because they say, "All I need is Jesus." And when God says, "It's not good for man to be alone," yeah, but I got Jesus. So, are you brighter than God now? Amen. Yeah, but you know what? That person like this and that person like this, yeah, I don't like this, blah, 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 blah. No, it doesn't really matter what, what that person is like. What matters is that if that one person, with all the shortcomings that you're saying, if that one person maybe gave you that one word that you need to break through. <coughs> For goodness sake, God sent a donkey. Amen. I'm not looking at anyone. Okay. <laughs> God sent a donkey. Okay, I'm telling you, so many people have been robbed from the encouraging word that they needed for that moment because of, they think that person is this better than the other, and then they withdrew. Okay, God, someone, when I became a Christian, a pastor said to me, You know, God do perfect works through imperfect people. Okay, but actually, I want to change that confession because you are perfect because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. You are perfect. And that's why, as I said uh, to you uh, in a jokingly way sometimes, but, you know, when the devil sees you, he sees Jesus. Because you are in him. The only way the devil realizes not Jesus is because of you, what comes out of your mouth. Oh, I'm no good for anything. Uh, how am I going to make it? Oh, I mean, the devil say, oh. <laughs> That person sounds depressed. Let's get some more depressing in, in, uh, demons here and hold on to your confession. I think there's a verse about King David. He says, I put a gate in front of my mouth. Okay? Because word creates. Oh, yeah, that's the first, uh, uh, let's uh, visit 1 Samuel 17 46. That was also that. This is David and Goliath. Okay? And in 46, 1746, he say, this is before he slew Goliath. When he says, this day, this day will the Lord deliver you into mine hand, and I will smite you and take your head from you, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the, the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beast of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Amen. What a confession. What a confession. 
all the other ones, they got intimidated. But what really what he did, David here, he spoke to the mountain. Okay? You speak to your bank account, be full. Amen. You know that the bank account can never be full. That can always be more. Amen. It's not so thing the bank say, oh no, no, you can't put any more money in that account. It, it, it is. It's bottomless. You can put as much in it as, but you have to understand, this. when you get to know God, this is what he wants you to do. You know, in the world, they talk about climate, climate crisis all the time. But you know what? There's a problem that is even greater than climate crisis in our world today. It's poverty. No, poverty crisis. Okay? That is far, so many people dying of poverty, uh, living horrible life purely because of poverty. And, and that's where, why the church shall prosper. Okay? That's why the church shall prosper. Because, so that God's provision can be channeled into this world. Amen. So that's why God wants you to prosper. That's why God wants you to to, so that because that's the real problem because that destroys people's life. You know, you know, most of you know it's you know, not amazing. It's it's crazy to see what poverty do to people. You know, the, some of the most horrific things: people selling their own uh, parents, selling their own children to prostitutions and all sorts of things driven by poverty. Okay, I, I when. Uh, so uh, that is a far bigger problem than climate, in my concern. Okay, that uh, if the water level go off, then we just have to learn to swim. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's it. Just have to learn how to swim. And uh, and and you know what the Bible talks about? Until the body of Christ, the creation, all the crea uh, the creation is mourning for the body of Christ to be revealed. Okay, oh, this world is all uh, everything that happens on this is all a part of the, the sin. This world is degrading, okay, and it's waiting for the revelation of the children of God. Okay, anyway, so hold on to your profession and make a decision in your heart and say, I'm telling you now from this moment on, go and make it, don't take it lightly, but go home and say, This is. This is what I want my life to be. Now start changing and say, find Bible verses in your Bible. That's easy. Google can help you. Okay, it's not Gabriel. It's Google now. <laughs> Do you know the Archangel? Yeah, Gabriel and Google. <laughs> okay. And, but the thing is, and then, say, and then start making a decision. You have, I'm going to start speaking it. I'm going to start speaking it. I'm going to start speaking it. I'm not a warrior. I'm a warrior. Amen. Amen. I don't need to be concerned. Why? Because he cares. Amen. I, I trust and obey him when he will prosper me. I sought for us the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto me. And I don't need to explain. Don't speak to the devil. Don't communicate with the devil because he will... The way most of us we communicate with the devil is when we're reasoning, mm -hmm. because you, m most of you don't realize when the devil speaks to you. Do you know how he speaks to you? 
Through a question. God will prosper me. How? Look at your bank account. Look at, you know, and people don't realize it's the devil. They're thinking it's common sense, maybe, even wisdom, and so on. No, God have called you to be, don't, don't entertain these thoughts. Just keep saying, God has said it, I can do it. Amen. You know, most people, you know, you should be bold to lay hands on the sick, but why do people not do it? Because there's this little voice, nice voice. But if nothing happens, <laughs> it's the devil. It's the devil. Oh, don't get their hopes up. But if you pray for them and they don't get healed, you get their hopes up. Now suddenly you look like a loving person by not obeying God, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want to disappoint them. So, no, no. Now, now the devil made you by a lie, making you think you're such a nice person. But you just withheld the power of God. And most, that's why I say most people don't realize when the devil speaks to them. Because they're thinking, common sense. Common sense. No. When we chose to be followers of Jesus, we threw out common sense and we received God's sense. Amen. The wisdom of God is not the wisdom of this world. Amen. His ways are higher than our ways. And we, if we want to live a godly life, we need to live there. You know, it's just like if you want to settle in England, you can't have your heart in the country you came from. You know, it, as I said to you, it took me five years to settle in this country. Because my heart was not in this country, it was back in Denmark. Physically, I was here. But every time there's something I didn't like in England, it was always easier. Oh, it was much easier in Denmark. Or whatever it is, my heart was not. And it's the same way when you... When when, when, when God's wisdom, the kingdom wisdom, come up against the world's wisdom, I mean, it's more convenient. Have you noticed that, you know, someone said, anything you justify, you need to get rid of. Because deep inside, you know you shouldn't do it. Okay? So, let us hold on to our profession. Amen. Let us speak a new language. Let us speak and have a new communication. Let us have a new way of communicating with God, with the world, and with one another. Amen. Amen. So, now the rest is up to you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.